and we are live, guys. Episode five, talking live. I'm Sunny. He's Ryan. It's chilly night. How are you today, Ryan? I'm good, brother. It feels like a while since we've spoken. It's been at least over a week. We've been busy. Life has got in the way. What have you been up to? I know you've gone back to Nottingham. How does that feel? Back in Nottingham. It feels amazing. To be honest. It feels good to be home. It's been a while since I was home before this. Um, Covid lockdown got in the way. So as soon as this lockdown ended, I had to get back home. I was on the first train back. Now I'm here. The family's happy. I'm happy. I'm feeling good. However, last week was tough for me. I'll be honest with you, Ryan. Last week was tough. That's probably one of the reasons why I think we struggled to record last week, to be honest, because both of us seem to be very busy. Work was stressful for me last week. It's got a lot more chill this week. I'm feeling good. I'm a lot more happier now. But I'll be honest with you, you've always known me um, as having a, a nice, healthy, dark hair on my head, right? You've always known me to be full of nice black hair. I'll be honest, on the weekend, I was looking in the mirror, mate, two or three greys, <laughs> two or three big greys, had to pull them bad boys out, they were massive, I've never seen anything like it, not on my hair, <laughs> stress has to be, that's the only thing I think of, stress got to me last week. Man, it's worrying, it it's worrying. worrying, the more we sit at these chairs and the more we stare at these, these laptop screens working, the worse our health gets. Is is the answer in, in in climbing the corporate ladder or is it is it really working at the grocery store and walking around all day and keeping healthy, <laughs> keeping you know, fit? You know what, they might have the answer, Ryan, because all we do is sit in our rooms these days on laptops, just grinding it every day, grinding. And I'm getting stressed. But listen, this is a new week. I'm happy now. I'm a lot happier. I'm in a better place. Works a lot less stressful. I'm feeling good. How's your week been? You know, it's been busy. This one, more manageable than the last. But I had a busy weekend and I'll tell you why. Because last podcast, I mentioned I was up to something. I mentioned I was up to something. And so this weekend was a, was a busy one for a few reasons. One, I had to get some golf gaming in the morning. Pop that. <laughs> Two, Elena, my fiance, flew over from America, so I had to pick her up. Oh, wow. And, and three, I had to do a bit of filming. But film, bit of filming with the BBC. Oh. Okay. Christmas That's special right. coming soon. That is a big name drop. Can we get anything more than that, or is it under wraps at the moment? All I'll say right now is that I believe the 19th of December on your on your TV screens. Not sure which channel exactly. I think BBC World News, but I should be on there telling a bit of my story. Bit of my story. Bit of a really a love story for, for oh, the people wow. at home. A Christmas love story. But it's to do with my late not my latest, but a video on YouTube in which in where I proposed to Elena and just retelling that. So tune wow. in, people. Tune in. I'm wow. interested to see what what it's going to look like because the whole the whole experience of it all was a bit out of the blue, but we're getting it done. Okay. I mean, listen. You said last like the last podcast that you had you up to something, and I was not expecting that. That is massive news. But you know, we'll hold on off on that until it actually comes out. We can talk more on it. I think if we try and talk now, 
there's only so much you can say. So let me talk about your other points then. Okay. Because you mentioned, first of all, Elena's here from America. That's been massive news. How's that been? Great. Yeah. Chris, Christmas cheer. Christmas cheer. Is she here for Christmas? She's here for she's for here for Christmas for New Year's. She's doing a quarantining two weeks now, and then we can live life like human beings again. But that's great, you know. It's Christmas. You want to be around your family. Do you have family traditions? Oh, we don't really. We don't really at our house that much. We go and see our family. We've just put the lights up around the house. Christmas trees this weekend, and we're late to the party. Yeah, late to the party. Christmas present that haven't yet entered my brain. That's this weekend's task. Ooh. But we're we'll getting to. Yeah, we've got we've got the trees up already. This past weekend we did that. Um, and yeah, we're ready for Christmas. I've got, I've already got most of my Christmas presents sorted. Going to do a couple more this weekend. But yeah, we're good. We're good for Christmas. The second thing I want to talk to you about what you just said though was your golf game because I've seen you on Instagram. I've seen you on Instagram. You've been putting it about a few videos here and there, letting the people know this is what you do now on weekends. You're <laughs> golf. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for the call up to be honest. When do you want the smoke? Because I'm ready. Oh, okay. I'm ready. When I was. Do you want I- smoke? I was waiting for the judgment. I was wondering, like, in what in what field are you now placing me in because I'm a golfer? But then, you know, as you just said that, I'm realising you're moving into the world of accountancy, you know, this corporate lifestyle. You've kind of, you're doing your best to fit in and this is the next step for you. I understand. Okay, let me, I'm just going to battle what you just said right in there. I, this is, this is no, I'm not trying to prop, prop myself up, but your boy had private lessons in golf when I was younger. Ooh. I did, yeah. From the age of about, I want to say, 10 to 14. Somewhere in between there, Saturday mornings, an hour and a half lessons, that was me. Jeez. Nah, to be fair, it's been a while since I've been doing it, so I, can't, I don't want to be myself up too much. But so, I've been playing golf. So, so the parents were pushing for a prodigy, and it they didn't tried. quite work out. It didn't quite work out. <laughs> so they tried their hardest, you know. Bless my dad, he really wanted a, a young Tiger Woods. It didn't quite happen like that. But... I'm still going to smoke you, so let me know when you want this work, because we can go. Yeah, and you know what? My favourite thing about all of this is that you've just put that out into the atmosphere for people <laughs> to hear and people to understand, because I can guarantee you, everybody, I will be giving you feedback on our, on our competition, <laughs> and it will be happening sooner rather than later. I don't waste time when it comes to it. Oh, my God, I just put myself in it. Well, the thing is, that how often have you been going? Let's just talk about that real quick. Is it an every weekend job? I'd say since since the end of the first lockdown, I've been going hard. And I mean, okay. I didn't I might, have lessons. Didn't have lessons as a kid, though. So I'm teaching myself. I, I, might, um, I, might, I might speak to you soon there. I might I'm teaching you. myself. We're, we're getting there. I'm trying to go every week. I, start, I went to range last night. I said, like, you know, let me try and get in, the, in a new routine again to range. But I have an unhealthy obsession with training sometimes. And I, I overdid it in a lot of spaces. And you're talking about grey hairs. My back has been hurt just from playing golf. I, I have to look at myself in the mirror every time I get home. I'm mm. like, how can this be? <laughs> I'm quarter. I'm quarter of a century. I got. I got my my back pain in me. Oh. Anyway, we are coming to the end of the year, and we're wrapping things up. And so, in that notion, I think it's. A nice segue to talk to probably one of the the most uh, talked about things in the past week, taking over your your Instagram feed, 
and that is Spotify Wrapped. Firstly, let me just say the people behind the whole Spotify Wrapped, genius, mm. genius, just to collect that information and share it in a way where every single person you're looking at is sharing a part of their lives. Firstly, because you're like you're interested to see oh, what are they listening to, you know, who is their guilty pleasure. <laughs> But then secondly, the amount of engagement, everyone's sharing it, everyone's wanting to post it. How Apple Music, or does anyone listen to anything else? I know Apple, YouTube trying to get into it. They're dead. People are moving over to Spotify just for this reason. So at the end of the year, they can say, yeah, I listened to Drake for 10 million hours this year. <laughs> I mean, at one point, my, in every Instagram story for mine was Spotify wrapped. I was clicking through them, every single one was Spotify rap and I was like I was on with you mate what a genius idea that is just to get everyone looking at your app Spotify well played well and played. I'm putting it out in the air right now that Netflix will be the next oh 100% that, that, yeah Netflix are doing their their wrapped edition I don't know what they're going to call it but you, you're going to be re-watching Netflix shows very soon because you're like oh this is the one that I keep watching when uh, mm. on my Saturday mornings. It's popped up again. But no, I know you. I, I immediately came to you. I said, Sidney, what, what's on your app? And do you know the first thing I got? And, I, and this, is, this is a thing that's going around everybody in the rap community, in the wrapped community. Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Excuses about what they're listening to, why they're listening to this, or whatnot. So can, can you talk me through, can you talk me through your app a little bit, please? So, first of all, I exposed Ryan on the last podcast, so I think it's only right he exposes me today. This is not an excuse, Ryan. This is the truth, and it's even more embarrassing than making an excuse for my Spotify rapt, because I'm going to have to expose myself as a Spotify scavenger. <laughs> that is what I am. I'm a Spotify scavenger, I'm a grown-ass man, a professional, and I'm still using someone else's Spotify. I'm a scavenger and I apologise, so therefore my rap is a bit skewed. However, however, what I will tell you is what I think it would have been. Okay. I'll tell you what I think it would have been, um, because I, I don't, for me, I'm quite, I'm a predictable guy. It's not, it's not too difficult to know what I'm about. First of all, it's, Drake is 100% obviously going to be on there, number one. It's, it's no debate, there's no denying. Every year, number one. PND, Party Next Door, 100%, he will be number two. Ooh, okay. I still listen to, to PND, one, his first mixtape, every day. Okay. Then the next three, is, is it top five that it does? Give you a top five. Top five. Think. Top five artists, top five songs. Yeah. Okay. So to, then the next three, that's where it might get a little bit different depending on the year. So I would. Hazard a guess that three is um, J Hus. Because okay. did Big Conspiracy come out this year? Play by play, I don't think so. I think it came out at the end of last year. Okay, well, but I'm I not mean, sure. But it will affect this year, won't it? Yeah, of course. It's whenever you've yeah. listened to it. So yeah, so that was number three. Number four is NSG. And I got, a shout, I got a shout out my brother on this one because before, I mean, obviously, I, I, everyone has heard of 
NSG for the commercial tracks options and all that. I I, I didn't mind the commercial tracks, the ones that they one, but I was like, okay, they're like a they're they're, they're a hit maker. They're not really they don't really make songs like that. And then my brother showed me a couple of their songs, and I was like, oh, I like. They've these got guys. some depth. They've got, They've got a bit more depth. depth. They have, and they came out with an album this year as well, which and I like. They for me, they're a bit more than just just the music they do. It's the whole vibe they're giving off. Perfect, hundred percent. That is what it is. That's what drew me into it. It's not just the music. I I watch their videos all day. Mm. The vibe. The, you can see the boys. You know the dancers. They're just they're just cool with it. They're just relaxed. Everything's just chill. So NSG is four, and then the fifth one will actually shock you because I feel like we spoke about this artist um, a few months back, and we both said we're not we don't really mess with him. Okay. However, since that conversation, I mess with him. Okay. That is Pop Smoke. Ooh. That is Pop Smoke. I was late to the party. I'll be honest, I was very late to the party. But I've started listening over the past couple, two, three, maybe four months. And it's hard. It's nothing okay. more I can say. He's got bangers, okay. he's got hits. Let me just say something on that one, right? Because we had that conversation right after Pop Smoke's death, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. I was like, I'd never really heard this guy. Not really listened to him. Don't know what the hype, but it seems to be coming out the world works now. Okay. Mm. Me like you, the same has happened. He's on my he's on my Spotify and his songs bang. His songs bang. His songs bang. <laughs> it, it I don't know what it is about mm. him, whether these songs were already out there or if for some reason they were just put together after his death. I, I don't know the backstory well enough. Mm. But all I know is his songs have got something about them yeah i, I don't know there's just there's just some there's something yeah you're right there's something about them they just they just get your head not they give you, you get the stink face comes out when you listen to his music innit? exactly the, the first thing you see when you look at him though is that you, you look at him and then you hear his voice and you're like mm. hmm these don't match yeah and i think that you you get put off a bit straight away and then you forget that and you just start listening to the music mm. and you're banging it on the radio and he's like yeah, it just it just takes you away. Anyway, before hold on, right before we come to yours, because I um, I'm kind of cheating, giving you what I believe is my top five. Well, I was just about to say we've just done an Apple Music exercise here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of cheating. I'm giving you what I think is my top five. So what I will do for you and for the people is give you a guilty pleasure. All right, that might expose me. I'm a big Billie Eilish fan. Ooh, I'm okay. a big Billie Eilish fan. I don't know Rockstar why. Rockstar, not a rock star. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She is my guilty pleasure this year. I've been, I've been you know, a few tracks. They, they touch the soul, man. Little tear jokers here and there. So there you go. I'll expose myself a little bit and say that's a little guilty pleasure. Okay. Well, that that's humble of you. That's mm-hmm. humble of you. So if we're getting into my raps, surprise. I was, I was, I was surprised by one of the artists. We'll just say that out. Not surprised when I actually think about it, because they're getting play every day, pretty much. Or not every day, but they've got play all three of the year. But I'm like, that's not the one who I'm I'm thinking is supposed to be showing up on this list. <laughs> but anyway, number one coming in for me, Drake. Now, let me tell you something about Drake and Spotify and Drake and anything. If you've ever wanted to understand the reason of why Drake seems to be everywhere and always killing it is because you don't even know you're listening to him 
<laughs> yeah, he's on every single person, no matter who they are, where they live, what genre of music they think they like. Drake is on their top five artists, without a doubt. It's facts. It's facts. Facts. Hitmaker. I mean, I, I didn't even know what to do with that. I was like, <laughs> he's there. I was like, okay. Drake, number one. Now, the next two, actually, I'm just really looking at it. The next two are surprising for me. And it's really more of a story. It tells the story of this year in a sense. And 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 the emotions <laughs> that were going on. Now I feel like I'm exposing myself a bit here, but that that's just where I've been at. So at number two is Dominic Fike. Okay, I'll be honest with you, never heard of that guy. Oh, okay. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a pop star, you know. You know, nice, sweet, yeah. I don't know, indie kind of music. But his his last album, I think, was what took it over the edge. That released the day before I travelled to America. And, you know, travelling, whether it's driving, flying, commuting, is the best time to listen to music, in my opinion. Mm. You get in that, you, you know, you're feeling yourself, you're writing your own story as you, as you, as you got your headphones on and you're doing it. That album came out, bang. It just hit the right nerve. And some of these songs that go on Spotify, you just like, 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 and then you you keep you keep putting them on rotate. So Dominic Fight hit number two because that album has been rinsed. Well, a few <laughs> songs of that album has been rinsed. Number three. Now, if you could guess this, I think I'd throw away the golf game for you. I don't know <laughs> Have a guess. I just I won't even say the artist. I say the genre mm. of my number third of my th- <laughs> three. Have a guess. What's the genre? Give me the genre. <laughs> I, no, I'm telling you, you don't guess the artist. Oh, guess the it. genre. Oh, you want me to guess, guess it? the genre? Sorry. So the fact that you said I could never guess it, I'm gonna go outside the box, and I'm gonna say something like jazz. Not jazz. Ah. So, I would I would classify this this, this band mm. as indie folk. Okay. Okay. And it is the Lumineers in at number three. Ooh. And now let me tell you why these people have made it in. Because at first I was like, why are these guys in here? And then I realised there's not many albums on Spotify that I like. Because you know you can have your Spotify full albums or you can just have your light stories. The albums that Lumineers has put out, I think the most recent one was the start of this year, carries on from the story. It's not just individual. The whole thing is a movie. Go on YouTube, go watch it. Okay. The story of these two albums, they're outrageous, firstly, but it's been a depressing year in in a lot of senses. (laughs) And I really think that music is representative of this year. I must, have been, I must have been sad. I must have been in my emotions this year for that to make it there. But that's life sometimes. Mate, I, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm down with a bit of indie folk. You know, I listen to a lot of Maggie Rogers, and she's very much folk kind of folk pop ish. So I'm did you say Maggie Rogers or Maggie Rogers? I don't know. So, I said Rogers. I said Rogers. I don't know who Rogers is. You made that up. You have made that surname up. Let's just wait until you re-listen to this. Okay, then then back to number four, we get to who who I would think would be there. 
but this artist again like like drake i'm like have i been listening to him it's my old boy favorite kanye west i don't think i'm listening to kai i don't think i'm actively listening to the guy yet he's made it in at number four mm. and that's because i have so many of his songs liked that when i'm filtered through that shuffle there's bound to be one a day. There's bound to be two a day that I'm going to say, yeah, let me sit on you. Let, let, let me listen to this. Yeah, Kanye, Kanye has to be up with it. He has to be up with it. for you. Yeah, for, for me, 100%. And then at number five, Burner Boy. He was, <sighs> he was higher up in the list last year. He's dropped a bit down. His latest album, if I'm going to be honest with you, I thought was rushed. I couldn't believe he had brought an album out so quickly after his first one. Mm. But Burner Boy is one of my favourites ever at the moment. <laughs> the way he's the way he's doing it, and when I the reason I say ever, which is a bit of a big statement, is because his concert mm. comes in at a very, very, very close second to Watch the Throne, mm. the greatest of all time. Now, Watch the Throne, hands down, Kanye and Jay Z for two hours banger after banger after banger there's nothing that's ever going to come close to that in, in my life i've accepted it yeah that's too that, that, the, the standard is too high that they set when we went to see them it was it was crazy when they came up on the platforms oh, I've, I've accepted that but when see burner boy in january or december of last year one of the greatest concerts of my life two hours of african giant is piece by piece what one of the best he calls it afrofusion afro mm. you know albums from an african artist period yeah. so so burner boy made up there but so let me guess, ask you while i'm keeping it on talking about burner boy have you listened to Wizkid's album recently i've not listened to his album it's uh, before I actually answer that recently i'll be honest with you i've been slacking on music i've been slacking on music and the reason why i've been slacking on music is you alluded to it earlier for me, I listen to music on my travels, on my commutes to work, on the train, whatever, when I'm walking about, going from one place to the other, headphones in, world out. I can't do that anymore. And I'm realising actually how much I rely on those moments to get my music in. So I've been slacking on music. So to answer your question, no, I haven't listened to Wizkid, but it's on the list. But talk to me about it. So I'm going to ask you a first point there, because... Exactly. I've been the way I usually listen to music last year or before lockdown was my commute to work, cycling mm. on my bike nine nine miles. That means I'm having all different kinds of energy. I need some more upbeat energy. I need to tell the story. I need to be rapping as I'm cycling down the road. That's why Skepta must have been. I think Skepta might have been number one last year mm. because he had just releases a uh, can't remember his bullet from a gun. That's one of the songs. I don't know if it's the album. But, but that's the change. So now I'm just listening to music before I go to bed. <laughs> and Lumineers pops up at them. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually an interesting point, actually, because I, I, I bet that was the same across the board with people. There must have been one artist in there that was just mad random because just of the, the year we've had. It's a different kind of year. So it means different kind of music we'll be listening to, which is a very interesting point. Yeah. So going back to Whiskid, Whiskid. Released a new album recently, has a few bangers, mm. I'd say. My brother came in hot. <laughs> he goes, this, 
said, have you listened to this, this album challenges African Giant? I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You know how I don't like these big statements. <laughs> Take a step back, please. Listen to it. Few, few of the songs are good and does have a nice vibe throughout. I wouldn't give it on the level of African Giant. I don't think it's got there yet, mm. but it's a very solid album, especially as you get more into the summer months, you start to enjoy yourself a little bit more. You know, you start to dance. It's a, it's a dancing album. It's one you can't really do restricted. And so maybe in the way we're listening to music right now in our homes all the time and you're not actually commuting or, or doing it, because I'm a sing out loud person, especially <laughs> when I'm on the street. That, that comes in the paper round days. I'll, I'll be blasted at 6am. But that's that. Okay, Maybe. yeah, well, listen, I'll, I'll be listening to Wizkid. I'll be listening to him, definitely. So moving on. Recently, there's been a lot of talk, one, about Grammy nominations, the whole situation with The Weeknd. You know, last night was the Mobos. Mm. These All these nomination award ceremonies, Probably in the last 10 to 15 years, if, if we're being honest, ha have changed. Yeah, yeah. And the importance of award ceremonies has changed. There's no more Kanye West, Taylor Swift incidents happening. It doesn't seem like there's a weight on it because every time that there's an award that someone doesn't agree with, social media is in the background saying he shouldn't have got it mm. I, i'm giving you the other one you know because that's there's that collective voice somewhere else maybe they've changed so first let's let's get into the grammys and and, and you just your take on on award ceremonies and and the weight they hold well first of all i'm just looking through the, the nominations this year for the grammys right it's, it's a pretty bleak it's a pretty bleak year in terms of nominations. There's nothing that's really standing out to me. I mean, you've got the baby, you've got a bit of Drake as well. But in terms of Grammys overall and their weight they hold, I was thinking about this. And at first I was thinking, they shouldn't really hold any weight, should they? Because who the hell comes up with the nominations? Who the hell gives out these awards? Who are these people to me and you? Why should their opinion hold weight when we're having a discussion about a person's legacy because that's our opinion so how can we use someone else's opinion to fuel our opinion but then i actually thought about it and i actually thought but the issue is though right whenever you want to have a debate or you want to talk about someone's legacy or the impact they had or you know if they're the greatest artist whatever there's only so much where opinion can take you in a debate eventually you're gonna need some stats some facts to back it up that is just the way the way it works with debates. Like, I'm not a fan of like, a lot of people go a bit too far and just go pure stats and facts. And obviously, that's pushing it a bit too far. You have to have some opinion, but there's got to be a balance. I can't just spit at you your know, my thoughts for 20 minutes on an artist. It's not gonna for you. You're gonna be like, okay, and what? It's just your opinion. You have to come with some sort of evidence, and that's where I feel like these awards do kind of hold weight when we're having those discussions. Like, as much as you don't want them to, you need something tangible to weigh up an artist and. The question is, should we give Grammys the most weight? Because obviously they clearly do get the most weight. I think even for artists, that's the one they want, isn't it? They want the Grammy, right? But why? Just because of history, tradition? Should Grammy hold the most weight? I don't believe it should. But I do believe awards should hold weight when we're having discussions about a person's legacy. 
or a person's great, an artist's greatness, and we're comparing them to others, and we're trying to work out who's who's greater, who's had the better legacy, who's had the better career. I feel like you have to have some tangible evidence to back it up. No, that's a great point. When I start to think about the way you just put it then, because I was starting to go towards, you know, maybe they don't, maybe as you said, maybe it's more subjective. And and in this day and age, there's so many hits, you know, mm. there's so many pop songs that are the ones that are winning these awards just because they're getting so many streams. They're getting played on TikTok. They're getting, you know, a lot of clout for not a maybe not not the valid reasons mm. but as you say maybe when we're coming toward barbershop talk and having these debates have it having these conversations about who is the greatest of all time if we start to talk about kanye's and drake's or whatever grammys is going to get pulled up well this is the thing because obviously kanye destroys drake when it comes to grammys right but I think if you look at the total awards, it's a lot closer because Drake's got a hell of a lot of like Billboard award, awards. And I think he's got a few Brits as well or whatever. But for me, it's like, okay. I, I remember a few years back, right, where Drake tried to boycott the Grammys a few years back. Because in order, first of all, if you want to win a Grammy or even be nominated for a Grammy, you have to give the Grammys um, your approval for a song to be nominated in the first place, right? And one year, I can't remember, it was a few years back now, but one year Drake didn't give any approval for any of his songs. He basically was like, I don't need the Grammys, I don't need that validation, right? But then the next year he put out Hotline Bling and won two Grammys, and I'm just thinking, you've got to keep the same energy. You can't one year pull out your songs, and then the next year, when you think you've got a better chance of winning one, put you know, put up Hotline Bling and be like, okay, fine, I'll, get, I'll take a couple. You, you, the, the fact that even him, even Drake, who tries to, I mean, a, a lot of artists will say this, oh, I don't need the validation. Yes, they do. They need something. <laughs> we all have egos. We all care about what people think. And we need something tangible to be like, oh, well, look, look at the Grammys I've won. They need, to, they need to be able to tell their kids, I'm not just a great artist because of this house that you're in. This is why I'm a great artist. Look at these Grammys that are on the wall. And no matter what they say, no matter how many times they want to preach that you know, they don't care about the validation, they all do. Because they all, every year, still upload their, their songs to Grammys and say, please nominate me. <laughs> That's a good point. I think there are always, I think nearly every rapper or every artist must go through this phase yeah. in which they say, I don't need these. I, I know I am the greatest rapper. I don't need no one to tell me. Yeah, mm. they, when they get that award and they get that call up to the first team, then they're like, oh, okay, I, I, I'll take this happily. And do you know what? That's why I, I then respect the people who are willing to just say, I deserve this award. Mm. You know, they're not hiding from the fact that they think, oh, yeah, it would be it would be great if if my 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 mom and dad just thought I was good. And I'm sure everyone loves me. Now, I want that gold, that gold plate mm. sitting at home that says best rapper of all time. Yeah. And I think that's what it does. And especially in a game where it's now say rap just picking it out for an example you're going to be firstly judged just on your qualitative such as your, your, your music and what people think about that on the street but then you are going to come down to awards and you're also going to come down to things like money mm. and, and things like streams yep you know and how and how you then leave on there's more and more pieces that are coming to this so having that award I, I don't think it's lost 
it's it's not lost its weight is debate but i would say that it's probably got it spread out more thin the days of if i look at the top list of, of grammy winners of in the rappers we've got jay-z number one 22 kanye number two with 21 grammys eminem number three with 15 kendrick fourth with 13 and then lauren hill with eight grammys at fifth right this now, is before you got carry on sorry yeah. this is actually you know what say your point and I'll, and I'll come back on that so just look at the era of, of, of those of those artists right this is we're going 10 years back now before when when kanye is winning them eminem you know lauren hill even a bit longer yeah kendrick and, is the anomaly kendrick is the anomaly though isn't he yeah but he you you, you see the kind of same space that they that they're all in and that means the field now is saturated because of mumble rap. I'm not downgrading mumble rap. I'm not downgrading any type of rap. But the other forms of rap, the the different mediums in which it's being played, as I mentioned, TikTok and and whatever, mm. and people like the baby nominated for Grammys. <laughs> that is that is a good point. I feel well, for me, I fell out of love with the Grammys when Drake didn't win one for One Dance. I could not believe that did not get a Grammy. That was, at that point, it smashed the record for, and the charts for being number one for like about 20 weeks, right? During the summer. I was thinking, okay, that's, just, that's a guaranteed one. When that didn't get I was like, what is the criteria? What, like, what is, what, who's judging this? How can you not give that song of the year? I couldn't believe it. And again, if you look at that list, right, of rappers, Drake has got four. Grammys. Mm. Four. Now, don't get me wrong. You might not like Drake. You might hate him. But you're telling me he's got 10 less than Kanye? 20 le- How many less than Jay-Z? Like, come on. That is a ridiculously overpowered spread. And it's like, even if you don't like Drake, you can appreciate that he's, a, he's much closer than four to these guys that you've just, you've just mentioned. But that is because Drake isn't really one genre, is he? And that's the issue with Grammys as well. The issue with Grammys as well is if you're like an artist like Drake, who spreads across pop, he does a bit of UK grime, he does a little bit of Afrobeats, um, a little bit of dancehall, rap, where do you put him? Where do you put his song? What category do you put his song? And in that category, is he going to win in that category? Because technically, it might not actually be that category. So is he the strongest in that category? And that's where the issue sort of comes, isn't it? No, that's... That's the point that, as you were saying, that I, I was going to go and make because he falls through the cracks. Because mm. he's not on that all-time Grammy rap list because yeah. you'd argue he's not he's not a full rapper. He's not on that all-time pop list because he's not a Michael Jackson. Mm. You know? he Like you say, he's he moves with the times. And that's one thing that's great about Drake and what keeps him relevant. You know, when... English music is taking off or when there's something in, he's the first one to respond to that with a sound that represents that time. Mm. And while he's keeping current, he's not keeping loyal. And I think sometimes within these, in these circles of awards, being dedicated to rap, for instance, as a Kendrick Lamar, you know, and his craft is, is more you're going to get more recognition. And then the next thing yet, you've just got to bear in mind, like all of this, if it's not about the money, it's about the money, right? Mm. This is a award ceremony backed 
by big music corporations. Mm. Like it's not just Jay Z, it's not just Kanye, right? You'd like to think it is like just this one rapper at home making some beats, chucking them out on Spotify, and that's that. No, there's huge music labels that are behind these, and they're expecting these. And so it comes with it. It's just like seeing a, um, the Oscars, and you, you see how like Ricky Gervais talks about how these Academy Awards are given, mm. you know, and these companies are, you know, you, you can kind of feel that. Who, who's making the decisions behind this? Oh, well, it's a bunch of people in Hollywood who are kind of influenced by the sea and the people they know. So, so how can you really put put the correct weight on it. How do you really judge what should be won, as, as you were saying? So it's a really tricky one and to say, ah, yes, you should have it because you, you want to have it if you can, mm. because then you can put it in your savings and say, yes, I, I'm, I'm eating my piece of the pie. But then if you're not getting your piece of your pie, you're like, no, I, I hate this. So you can't have it both ways. You have to choose which side of the fence you're going to sit on. For, for me, it's more of a case of, though, it's, I don't have any issue with holding awards as stock for for an artist legacy or whatever. that's not my my issue is the the importance you place on grammys because of the tradition because of the weight like you said probably because of the money as well that goes into the grammys and the people behind the scenes with the corporations or whatever that 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 you know present the grammys obviously they basically force themselves as being the biggest award in music but why why is it but i like your point as well about the streams it's like I, that hopefully i think that is because especially in more recent times that's obviously become more and more popular. And that's, like you said, it's kind of watering down a little bit, these big awards. Because now we actually do have other tangible items where we can say, no, hang on a minute, though. Forget the Grammys, we don't care about that. But let's have a look at actual streams, actual listens, actual plays of a song, mm. which actually technically should be what they're judged on, right? Not an award, you know, presented yeah. or decided by whoever, random guy who probably doesn't even like rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Behind the scenes. So, so let me ask you, because it, it, it's interesting. So say we're going into streams, right? I, yeah. There is an award ceremony for that, right? Is it called the Streamies or something? I think so. Yeah. So say we're talking about streams and that is going to take over because it is, a, it is a quantifiable number in which you can say, this person has been listened to the most, therefore they are the best, right? And so why that we may say, you know, you mentioned in there, it's saturating the Grammy field and we're coming away from it. Are we not then moving into a space where how we feel about music and what it actually represents and the people listening to it have more weight than just the general mass of population who are listening to the songs and probably don't even care about it. You're just picking what Spotify suggests yeah. and, and, and taking it. It's, it's, a good, it's a good point. But the thing is, at the end of the day, music is it's a difficult topic because you can't really ever judge. There's the, it's not like a sport or anything else where there's, you know, you have to win. You can, there, is, there is a winner and there's a loser. It's, that's not how it works in music. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's difficult to really ever. There's, there's not going to be anything that we can say, oh, this is a proven statistic, a proven fact that shows this guy is better than the other guy or this guy's legacy is bigger than this guy's or whatever. We'll never get that, right? That's why I always say you can't go fully based on stats. Well, in any argument, you can't go fully based on stats. All I'm saying is I think that, but in sort of in, in the past, I don't think you can ignore rewards. A lot of people try to ignore rewards and I don't think you can ignore them. 
they have to hold some sort of weight. Now, streaming is a better argument, in my opinion. Again, it's not perfect. Like you said, for all the reasons you said, it's not perfect. Obviously, it's got its flaws. You can't, you can't use that as your whole argument as to why X is best, better than X, right? But for me, it's a more, it's, it's a better means of saying this guy's legacy is stronger than an, a, an award like a Grammy. I think if you, if you add all the awards together, the different awards from whatever, VMAs, billboards, all this, as a collective and compare it, there's, there, there's, there's weight in the argument. But the issue is we don't do that. The issue is a lot of people just take the Grammys and say, okay, I've got X amount of Grammys. And nobody talks about billboards. Nobody talks about VMAs. Nobody talks about Brits, really. Or even, which we're going about to go in a second, MOBOs. How much people really talk about MOBOs? Well, that's... That's what I'm going to segue in. Let's bring it. Let's bring it a bit closer to home, right? Yeah. Because we talk about Grammys, right? And it's American based, so mm. of course American artists are going to get the most light. So for a UK artist, what what if they're seeing all these rappers in in America shine the light on Grammy is the top thing. That is the best you can get in terms of awards, right? It, should that be a UK artist's ambition? Or in order to do that, do they really have to fit into that mould? Or they, should they be looking more closely to a MOBOs that is yesterday or the Brits in order to validate themselves on that stage? 100%. But that's the issue. They don't. And we don't. As list, I think we have all conformed to this idea that the Grammys is the pinnacle. And I don't, it's, again, it's, it's like the Oscars in movies. You know, it's... it's it's, just, it's an American-run, heavily corporation-backed, that through tradition and through the money, they have present... It's, they, they don't even say they're the best. We just have this perception as a, as a people, as a, as a population, that they, that is the pinnacle for artists. The Grammys, right? And even artists, UK artists, again, it goes back to my point about, oh, we don't care about the Grammys, it's a US thing. I bet they do. I bet you these UK artists, that is, if they win a Grammy, I bet you the joy they get for winning a Grammy is bigger than the joy they get for winning the MOBAs, but why? An award's an award. Do you know what I mean? Like they, 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 they should be treated as a collective. How many awards you can build up over your career? All right, let's see them all. I'll compare them as a collective. But I just don't think we have that mentality. I don't, I don't even think artists have that mentality because they know the perception, the public, the way we talk, barbershop talk. Mm. We go to Grammys. Well, <laughs> the Champions League's not the same as the FA Cup. That's a very good point. <laughs> so, so why is the Grammys the Champions League? Why we who who made the Grammys the Champions League? Because because the most money has been folded in there and it's the biggest market, right? And so while while a UK artist yes should be more respect should be aiming towards their homegrown awards, hmm. winning something outside of your home that is on the biggest market, the biggest stage, is going to give them a it's going to give them something that the majority of their population doesn't even have a chance of touching. So that's like when people like Skepta or Young T and Bugsy with their Don't Rush are breaking into the American market, then you're like, okay, I, I, I can go anywhere I want. Mm. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. But you know what? Since, since you've briefly touched on mobiles, let's give the mobiles some love. We've talked about Grammys enough. Let's give the mobiles some love for once, okay? Because I don't know about your biggest takeaway, but your biggest takeaway should have been, as a fellow Nottingham boy, Young T and Bugsy winning 
song of the year at the moment. That's massive. Of course, young T and bugs, eh? <laughs> As you have to say, if, you, if you're nuts. But let me tell you something about this song. Firstly, mm. right? Shout out to them because they destroyed it. But I was in America three months this year. And in America, they have like lots of different radio stations, but they have this series, which is like internet radio, but you it plays it through your car. So that's where if you listen to like Sway in the morning, if you see on YouTube or 105, like Charlemagne the God, all of them, that these are the channels they're on. This song, <laughs> Don't Rush, was every third play in America. You could not get away from it. That's now, what, mental. One of the one of the reasons maybe was the the baby um, collaboration mm. and the remix version, but on its own, it, it it's just a hard song. And to it's come from Nottingham, that that's crazy. Wait, for Nottingham, this is massive. This is massive for our city. We don't, we I don't think we've ever had an artist from Nottingham, especially not rap, um, grime or rap. No, no, not grammar rap. I think who, who the the last person would have been Jake Bob mm, when he yeah. broke into his in the indie thing and he kind of stormed the world. But th- this is the next wave. Not only did they win a MOBA, right? They won Song of the Year. That is crazy. Now, were there any other takeaways you got for the MOBA that you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm gonna run through the winners, mm. and I'm not gonna run through all of them. I'm just gonna pick pick out a few. And, and hear your opinions and hear what you're thinking, okay? Best male act was Heady One. I can see that. I can see that. I, I, see, for me, this is where sounds kind of differ and change for different people. Yeah. But my brother, Heady One, he's up there. We have nearly exactly the same taste in music. For me, it just doesn't kind of click for me. I like some of his songs, but I'm not listening to anything. But I appreciate that he's being best male act and I can respect that. I agree. I agree. I don't like Heddy. Well, I, I don't want to say I don't like him. He's not... I like a few of his songs. I'm not a massive fan, but I can appreciate that he is... He, I think he is the, the number one artist right now. People love him. He's got a massive following. He had a collaboration with Drake. I don't think you can argue. Even if you don't like him, I don't think you can argue that one. Then the best female act, and she actually sweeped up in two sections, is Mahalia. Mm, yeah. Okay. I mean, not again. That's one where it's not my sound. Not and she really also fun. she also took R and B and soul, so she was kind of sweeping up across different areas. Again, same as Heady One for me. Yeah, same. Yeah. We've already touched on song of the year. You know, we we spoke about that, but album of the year, Nines, Crabs in a Bucket. I don't know if I'm about to say something controversial here because I know Nines has a massive following. I just don't like, I just don't, he's not for me. He's just not for me, Nines, I'm sorry. I he's feel not... like, I feel like, unfortunately, we're too much on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> Nines ain't bringing it home for me. But, again, respect your work, brother. Congrats, let's move on. <laughs> now, best newcomer. <laughs> best newcomer, H. Any opinions on H? Because, for me... I think H, I, I'm a big fan. I think okay. his flow is unique. I love the fact that he's not from London. I love mm. the fact that he's from Manchester. He's representing the North. 
and he's got a good sound and, and and his flow is one of the best out there without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. My, I, I like H as well. My only issue is I when he I don't know what that's his his first ever YouTube that blew up that it was just him rapping, wasn't it? Just just like bar. I think it was called like straight spitting a straight bar or something like that. But obviously I loved him from that. My only issue with H now is right. He's just gone down the hit route, which is nothing wrong with that. Make your hits, but I want to hear just some bars. Just rap on the track and like, because you've got he's got good bars. He's got a good flow. Right now, it just seems every song he's making is just is just for the for the radio, which again, nothing wrong with that. But when you're a good spitter, mm. you should also make some tracks that are gonna just be good bars, which I want to hear. That's my only issue with H, but I do like him. It's fair, but I also think that he's kind of he's. It's not been long since he's in the in in the radio spotlight sphere, and I feel like most new artists when they first get into that realm, mm. kind of do lean towards making more music like that just to gain their you know increase their popularity, and then they kind of circle back around mm. and yeah. say, okay, let me go back to roots. But I I respect that because he hasn't even um, you know he has gone there. Some people don't ever. James. Some people are just themselves the whole way through. Uh, the next one, and I think is is fit into the conversation we had earlier, is video of the year. Mm. Video of the year, Lupita, NSG. Uh, it, it, for me, if it wasn't an NSG one, I would have been upset. It could, they could, there's a, there's an Arsenal ones it could have been. It, it's the vibe. It's the it's the music that when you go round to your friend's house, say you're having a few drinks and you you're playing your music through the TV. Yeah. You're putting an NSG on, <laughs> and it's gonna bang. It's one of those like when, obviously when you're the DJ at any event, any party, there's a few songs where they, they, you might have a few songs where you're a bit nervous, palms a bit sweaty. How are the people gonna react? But there's also a few songs where you just know, guaranteed, people are gonna love it. NSG is a guarantee. You play that and you're going to get some head nods of approval in the party. And the thing is, one thing I've been disappointed about this year is that NHG's album has come out and we can't go out. Yeah, I know. We, we can't go out and enjoy it in the environment that it should be. This is one way you should be in the club when you the song comes in, you give a look over your shoulder, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden your legs start moving. But no, we, we're both we're on the same wavelength here. This next one mm. caught me off guard, and I think it speaks a lot about the person. Best okay. grime act. Best grime. JME. J- wow. Okay, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I haven't listened to JME for a while. When I think about JME, mm. I think about being 14, 15. <laughs> walking to school with my walkman mm. and seeing this guy rap in all these in the different ways that was different from the way grime was at the time and yeah. still is but he's always been a different character i mean his brother's Skepta, so he already and he's a rapper himself so he's already got the you know his family are already a name he's already a name but he's always been himself the whole way through. If we're talking about someone like H maybe selling out a little bit to the mainstream, mm. this guy's always been different. If you just follow the way he does, he's like he's big into technology. He's big into doing his cars or in his videos. You know, he does BMXing. 
he does a lot of YouTube stuff as well for like the YouTube um, guys like KSI like I think he's good friends with him and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Mm. and see like here's this guy he's he's always been himself he's, he's you can tell he's not a care doesn't care about anyone's opinion mm. he likes what he likes and he has done grind his way his whole career and you have to respect it because he's done it well like that's the thing like he found his own lane in a period where London Grimax was blowing up so he could have easily followed but he still managed to find his own lane and not only that get a buzz because you know, I used to love Jamie back in the day he's playing all the time and we, he had a massive buzz didn't he? he had massive following because he was different it was a different sound it wasn't your typical London Grime MC coming out and the fact that he's still do, getting awards you've got to respect it it's crazy that is mental and so the last two I'm going to pick out well three actually but we have best international act and we have best African act. Okay. <laughs> so in best international act, Burner Boy is the winner. And before we talk about it, best African act is Whiskid. So tell me how this one works. <laughs> We've got two guys, both from Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is the best international one, Burner Boy, but apparently He's not good enough to be the best African act. You know what's happened here, Ryan? And you should actually respect this, Ryan. What's happened here is whoever the judges are, whoever the panel is, they looked at the awards and they were like, both Wizkid and Burner Boy deserve an award here. How do we give them both an award? Oh, this is how we do it. So you should respect this because, you know, they said, you know, they both deserve an award. We don't care about the rules. They're both getting an award. So let me just say in here, because... This this kind of shows your character. <laughs> yeah, you're willing. You're willing to. You're willing to forget your values. You know, you're willing. You're willing to say, you know what? Everyone's a winner. You have an award. You have an award. Let, let's no, forget. Let's forget about. Let's forget about who actually is the best, even though you've been talking this whole time about who's the best and you know companies not putting money in. No, this is two. This is two record labels saying I want an award and I I want an award. Right. You better make these separate these categories. I never said I agree with it. I don't agree with it. I just respect it, right? Because you know what they've said they want to give two guys an award, but no, it's definitely an absolute atrocity that that's happened. I don't know what's gone on there. We've been talking this whole podcast. The main sort of aspect of it has been about how awards don't stand weight and this has just proven our point hasn't it it's just proven our point about how these awards just don't actually hold that much weight because of these stupid decisions like this and then the last one I'm, we're going to pick on here mm. and it's not because maybe for the discipline itself but I just want to ask a question best producer is J5 okay J5 you've got to say it in the song exactly J5 now <laughs> I don't know who we don't know who makes the decisions on these on these awards, mm. right? But are these awards is the best producer being decided on who who you remember the most? Who's got the catchiest producer name? Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> who or who who's on the most times? I feel like <laughs> it is definitely a factor. If you've got a nice little, you know, sound bite at the start of a song that people recognize and remember, people are gonna remember your name. And yeah. especially if you're on Jay Huss's tracks. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because that he, he is so listened to. So, but I do think that is a factor, 100%, the fact that little J5, the judges were, the judges were vibing to a Jay Huss track before, that's what happened there, and then they decided to 
<laughs> you know what, though? I think I'm happy that we're ending the podcast with the Mobos in there. We discussed the Grammys and we discussed our points there about how hyped that award ceremony is and how the other ones are watered down. I'm glad that we stuck to our British roots, Ryan. And we gave the Mobos some love. They might have made some risky decisions, some stupid decisions, but they deserve more love. These awards that are just sidelined by the Grammys every year deserve love. And especially Young T and Bugsy deserve some love. Absolutely. And uh, it's a good way to come around. The, the charts and, and the radios are now getting filled with Christmas songs. It's good <laughs> that we got it in now. I mean, now I'm a big Christmas. I like the Christmas music too. Fairy Tales in New York is... <laughs> It is uh, is my favourite, personally. And most English people's favourite, I feel like. <laughs> but I think I think we're near the end now. So. We are. It's been another good podcast, Ryan. How have you how you found this one? You enjoyed it? Enjoyed it as always. Nice to cover music. I feel like it's one that's been waiting to happen. And so mm. I hope I hope I hope you enjoyed that at home too. Yeah. And on that note, guys, that is the end of podcast five. Talking life with Ryan and Sunit. Hope you had a good time. This one was about awards, and we'll see you next time, guys. Peace. Cheers. Bye.